0: Hello and welcome to Creative Hood. I'm your host Melanie and today we're joined by a friend of mine, Susan. Hi Susan.
1: Hi! So tell us what do you do Susan? Well, I'm an account executive at the MLYR. so (laughs) nerve-wracking.
0: She's probably the most nervous one so far and I have no idea why because...
1: Because I don't like the sound of my voice. Oh. I feel like I sound like an old lady. So I might never actually hear this, but I'm excited to like participate and support my friend oh thank you (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. thanks for being on (laughs) she's not an old lady she's 20-somethings and a trailblazer and i'm excited to share her story we'll have her share her story everyone needs a
1: melanie that hypes you up as much as you hype me up i hope i live up to your expectations (laughs) you will you have no choice one
0: day one day so tell us what do you do susan
1: well, I'm an account executive at DML Um, I've always been an account. even when I interned, I was an account. But lately, I've been thinking about going into production. Don't know if I'll do it yet. But um, definitely love the direction my career will move into if I make the leap. Very cool.
0: So we talked with Chad before. Um, and we kind of got the rundown of what an account manager does. But from your perspective, what does someone in an account do?
1: I always tell my family, like, I send emails for a living. That's the easiest way to describe it because they're like, wait, I, I thought you were like a PR person or wait, I thought like you would be on commercials and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I make sure that it gets on air, <laughs> but... At the same time, I make sure that everyone is happy, from Strat to creative to the client team. So it's facilitating everyone's emotions to make sure that we get the best work and the best outcome for what we need. Very cool. So I send emails all day. So probably <laughs> the best emails ever, right? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Let's
0: go way back in time. How did you get here? I came from a land far, far away. Called,
1: Wakanda, no kidding, Kenya. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm from Kenya. I'm a young East African girl. Um, I grew up in Kenya, Ethiopia and the U.S. And then I left the U.S. for high school. And then I came back here when I turned 17 by myself. I thought I was an adult until I figured out adulting is difficult. Um, So when I left Kenya, I came to the U.S. as an F1 student, which is an international student for those that don't know. And then went through school. Once I finished, I had interned at YNR for a year before I got hired. And miraculously, during the whole process, they were able to sponsor my, my immigration paperwork. So what typically happens as an F1 student You get one year off that you can work legally in the U.S. After that one year, you either have to leave the country or go back to school. Or if you find a company that can sponsor you, um, then they sponsor you. It's not always guaranteed that if they sponsor you, you will get your paperwork because it's like a lottery. 60,000 people apply and you have to be one of the 60,000 a year. Um, so in 2016, I was one of the the 60,000 that was selected. And then they just renewed my paperwork. So you get three years on the first visa and then you get another three years. And within that three years is either they sponsor my green card or I leave the country or I go back to school. Where I'm at, they have my back. And like I'm grateful for that because not a lot of people have that. What was it like moving here? all by yourself. At 17, I didn't really think about it because I was just excited to leave Kenya, but then now like in retrospect, I'm like I I don't know how I did it. I I don't know what kind of faith that I had that everything would work out because everything did not work out the way I did. Um, somewhere in the middle, like my dad passed away and he was like paying my tuition. So it was like, how, how am I going to pay tuition? And as an international student, you pay double what residents pay. So if tuition is 3000, I was paying almost 7,000 per semester. So that's 14,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, I don't work. I legally can't work in the U S as an Mm F1. You can only work for 20 hours a week on campus. Think about all the campus jobs that are available. There's um, nothing, um, and then there's just. I don't know how I did it. I think it was just faith and like the people that I had around me, like kept pushing me and were like, "It'll work out. Like it'll just have to figure it's, itself out." So it it was difficult, but I think also at the same time, like if I hadn't gone through all those obstacles. Um, then I wouldn't be as grateful as I am for everything that I do have now. Cause when they say, Oh, keep praying for what you want, and then now I do have what I prayed for. It's like, wait, I it's it's good to go back and like look at where it started. That's cool. <laughs> How did you hear about advertising in this whole world?
0: Happened? So initially I wanted
1: to be a journalist, which mm-hmm. is funny because I thought I was a good writer. Lie. I thought I could um, be on screen, but at the same time, I hated my voice. So I was like, no, I'm not going to be on-screen journalist. I could be a writer. Then when I went to City College, they didn't have a full-fledged program for journalism. You could take it as a minor, but you had to have your major. And I found the ad PR program because I was like, if I'm going to try to be a journalist, then I might as well stay within the media communication, like, um arts then it was an application it's not like you could wake up and be like oh i want to join the ad program at C- at CCNY i applied i thought i wasn't going to get it i got it i got into the program and then i met professor applebaum who if you've gone to CCNY like she's one of the gems at that school and once like she takes you under her wing and once she believes in you and sees your potential like That's it. So she was like, "Go and update your resume. Bring it to me. Once I know it's in a good place, I have. I think I have a good fit for you." I was like, "Okay," because I at that point I didn't know if I wanted to do PR. I didn't know if I wanted to do advertising. I wasn't sure like what where I wanted to be placed. Um. So that's how I ended up at YNR, and I met Dot. And my first semester, first semester as an intern. I interned for Pepperidge Farm um, in account management. My supervisor, Sue, was amazing. So I was like, I think I like this. And then I interned at a PR firm. Hated it. Um, PR is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I won a PR scholarship, but it was just not okay, for me. Just throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> Trying, you know. <laughs> I was top of my class. Um, and then I came back to... I came back to YNR again the following spring and summer. And then the following fall, I was hired. So I actually got hired before I graduated. I interviewed in November. And then December, I got the call that you got it. And I started work in January. I was like, okay, guess this is what we do now. <laughs> but um, I knew I couldn't be a copywriter because working with an art director that's not as crazy as I am be too difficult for me and sometimes I'm a savage so like I mm-hmm. I, I, don't intentionally <laughs> try to be mean but I just I sound mean <laughs> so I knew it'd be difficult for whoever I'd have to work with as a partnership and I knew that um, for creative you need that partnership strategy I think I'm smart but I I think strategists are one of like, they're the smartest people in the room. And like, I don't think I have the confidence to be like, oh, I think I'm the smartest person in the room. Sometimes when they speak, I'm just like, whoa, like, how did you think of that? Where did you get that? Where did you find that insight? Um, And what else? I hated market research. I knew I couldn't go into testing and research and all of that. And at the time, I think account management, I was like, oh, I can touch everything. Remember when we did 100 Days of Summer? I was like, this is mm-hmm. the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. I saw it from a room on paper to it being produced and it's on air. And I'm like, look, I I helped do that. Then I also like that in account, at least on the junior level, you're the last person that makes sure everything is correct before it goes out. And I'm like. So if I get it wrong, like we could sue everyone because of me. So I try to make sure that it's in line. The more senior you become, it's less about the creativity, which is what I like. And it's more about fostering relationships and money, things that I'm not great at. I'm not great Mm -hmm. with money. At least I'm terrible with my money, but I'm great with other people's money. But the idea of having to bring in revenue, like, that freaks me mm-hmm. out. <laughs> because
0: so. higher-up account people make relationships with outside companies to mm-hmm. bring in their mm-hmm. business.
1: Mm-hmm. Versus being about the creative work mm-hmm. and, like, day-to-day with the creative. Um so that's why I think, like, my next step would be production. A lot of my creative teams are like, you'd be a great producer. You're always chasing us, making sure we get what we need. <laughs> and I laugh at, I'm like the best person to have in a room for a rough cut. Like, I'll just start laugh The moment I, I get it, like, I'm dying. When I worked on Tyson for the beef patties in the microwave, Mm-hmm. what's a microwave that line still gets me to this day <laughs> and it's like Susan is it really that funny like I would watch it every time and once they get to what's a microwave I'm on the floor <laughs> what has been some of your favorite things to work on I loved 100 days because everyone quit and it was just me and the creativity <laughs> <30. laughs> I was in AAE my AD left uh, there was no AE what's what's AE stand for? a i was an I was an assistant account executive four months into my job. My account director quit, and then our <laughs> sh- chief strategist I think left not long after and we were in the middle of like paddy season was starting so and then our creative team sold this great idea of a hundred pieces of content for a hundred days of summer Hey. <laughs> I was just like, how am I going to manage this? You know, when you have imposter syndrome, you're in a room, you look like you're confident. I I can fake confidence like no one else. I was just in there like, oh, I know what's happening. This is great. I got this. And I knew nothing, Jon Snow, and it was hard. But at the end of the day, like when they did hire people, I was the most knowledgeable person on the brand, the creative Because, again, everyone had quit. Once we found out, like, over that course of the campaign, the 100 Days campaign, Tyson sold more patties, not patties, more hot dogs Mm -hmm. in over six years just within that time frame. Mm -hmm. And I was so proud because I was like, this is crazy. And also, I think it was the most creative work that, that I did or I've done so far in my career. Mm-hmm. because it was a hundred distinctive concepts. Yeah. I
0: talked about it with Yay a bunch and, like, the mm-hmm. process of making that and how crazy it was. It was. So I don't know how we pace, pulled it off. I don't, I don't know either. Right. I mm-hmm. remember... <laughs> so we had, like, a war room mm-hmm. where... Wasn't it in here? It was one it was of these. No, it was that one. Yeah. And what that means is, like, you just block off a room, you reserve it until the end of this project (laughs) and we had all four walls covered in papers of ideas things that were coming up Mm -hmm. sectioned off in different categories of what kind of posts there were what we needed Mm -hmm. and people would go in and like circle check mark okay this is in production this is done and it was a live view of what was happening in
1: the campaign but you just walked in and it was a mess. It was just like, oh, my God. And the Virgo in me wanted to, like, <laughs> hurt people and they would take the tax, move them around. And I'm just like, can you not, like, ask me to do it? Because now it's not straight. And I'll be in. The, we'll be in the meeting in there. And all I'm thinking is, like, that sheet of paper is not straight. Like, can I go fix it? I should be focused on what they're saying. This is like mm-hmm. a live conversation in my head. <laughs> should be focused on what they're saying, because at the end of the day, I need to remember. But that sheet of paper, it's not straight. So could you walk us through, like, what was your role in a project like that,
0: where we're working on social content round the clock with a production company? We have our creative directors. We have our account people. We also have the client, too.
1: It was one account person. Susan? Um, <laughs> um, what was my role? It was making sure that the creative teams felt like they had everything that they needed. Because again, it was a lot of work to facilitate. So making sure that, because we had multiple creative teams work on it. Mm-hmm. So I had to manage all of them. And at that point, we still didn't have project managers. So, like, as the account person, I was doing PM work plus my account work. And luckily, we had great um, clients that were super receptive to the ideas and the concepts. And they let us, like, fly with whatever ideas that we came up with. Um, And they were very quick to get approvals and... Just making sure, like, they were on the same page because they understood, like, this is a lot of money, A, that they were putting behind this these concepts, and also it's a lot of concepts. So I think for, sta- for a few weeks, status was just, this is approved, this is approved, right? And the creative team, it was just, they don't like that blue. Can we find another shade of blue? Or, okay, that looks too close to the flag. We can't use that music. So making sure that we don't trip up because it was a lot. And I worked really well with our producer. We weren't over budget. Everything turned out the way it w- The way it was on the sheet of paper is how it came to life. To the point, like, we actually did more than 100 pieces of content. We ended up mm-hmm. having to extend over two weeks because it was, like, doing great. Last minute coming up with concepts <laughs> about candles. <laughs> Yeah, so we did the candle at the end. That was our Mm -hmm. idea because we're like, wait, we need some
0: epic way to To, wrap this up. mm -hmm. So we made a hot dog scented candle that that smelled disgusting. (laughs) That no one got because they're still at Tyson. No, they got them. They They got them because I had (laughs) had my family and my friends comment on it to get the candles. And I had one
1: friend actually get one. Oh, my God. And then I made them give it to me. But listen, it was a great. <laughs> I think that was the highlight. That has been the highlight of my career so far because we of worked, how it? creative it was. And also, we actually moved the needle in terms of sales, which mm-hmm. is always a boost. And the creative, the client team was incredibly happy with the work. Because I remember when we went to do the rap report, that was the first time I went to Chicago. And Everyone, like, was clapping when I did my presentation. I was like, why are you clapping? She's like, we've never had this happen before. 100 days, like, really was the best. It was. What have you
0: learned now that you wish you would have
1: known at the beginning of your career? Don't be afraid to be friends with your coworkers, but also make sure there's a line. Like, now I need you to work. Like, I find it easier. I hate sending emails to people that I can walk to their desk. I find that it's it's just pointless. Like, why am I emailing you and I can see your head? I'll walk over, I'll have a discussion, because also how you read an email and how the person is trying to convey the message sometimes doesn't translate. So you'll think like, I need you to do this right this second. But when I walk over to you and I'm like, okay, so when you have a chance, can you do this? And this is what I mean. I've fostered like great um, work relationships with a lot of the people here if i had known that people are people are just people like at the end of the day we're all just coming here to work and we're trying to make sure that we get a paycheck at the end of the month mm-hmm. but also that the work that we do like it reflects greatly to the company but also for yourself so don't be intimidated just by someone having the title managing director or like vice president they're human beings, and you can always find something to like relate that you can relate to them with. Because um, I always found it, I always found it like scary talking when I first joined. I'd be just quiet in the room watching everyone else talk, um and then I think one time I made a comment, and Leslie was in the room. She's like, "Ooh, you've never spoken, but I like what you said." <laughs> and then, since then, I was like, "Oh, maybe I could say things, maybe." Not all the time, because I also don't like just talking to to say, oh, Susan spoke in a room, if it's not adding value. Um, but people are human. They're all trying to get by. Just because mm-hmm. someone has this fancy title doesn't mean they're not approachable. And, like, at the end of the day, we work in advertising, which is supposed to be creative. Have fun. Yeah. It's not always, like... It's not always fun. Like, I work in healthcare now, but some find something to laugh about, whether mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the work, but find something to entertain you and your group. And creatives can get along with account people. Allegedly. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we work together, remember what we would do on our lunch breaks? Mm-hmm. No, I, <laughs> I would take your photos of all your outfits. Oh, yeah, I, was a, I
1: was a model, it was short lived.
0: Yeah, but she was supposed career. to start this fashion blog, never did. and I took all these photos of her all around the office in her outfit each
1: day. Which, yay, didn't understand why I asked the copywriter <laughs> to, to art direct my, my pictures.
0: I was spreading my wings, too, you know? You know, she,
1: she was good. I
0: got a I'm couple good. of good ones. <laughs> I would always get a little mad
1: when you ask someone else to take your photos. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You never told okay. me. but see that's why my that's why my career was (laughs) short-lived you left and then i never took another one
0: anything else you want to say before i get to the final two
1: questions i think we need more people of color in account um we need more people of color in like managing positions because i think some of The hardest or lowest points that I've experienced in advertising is feeling like I'm not being heard or also I'm being harshly judged, not necessarily for the color of my skin, but because... Oh, you're not smiling in meetings or I'm not overtly like, "Oh my god, let's let's celebrate." <laughs> oh, you don't seem like you want to be in here or like you don't seem like you care about what's happening. But does my work show that I don't care about being here? No. So it's almost like you just need someone that looks like you that's up there that you can go up to and be like, "This is what I'm experiencing. Have you experienced such and such and how how can I navigate it Mm -hmm. um and also it'll be inspiring to like the next wave of account people of color um when they see someone up there because i think there are opportunities for everyone but it just gets harder when you don't see people That look like you on those levels. Because then where are they?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know? It can't be like, I'm the first... I'm not their first account person that's a black woman. Where are the rest? Mm -hmm. Why aren't they here? And what can we do to get them here? Mm -hmm. Because that's also how you retain the talent. What are some steps someone could do to follow in your footsteps? Go to CCNY, shameless plug. (laughs) I would say, like, intern. Because you don't know where you want to be and the best time to try to figure it out is when you're still in school because it's going to be difficult to jump up and down once you're done with school and you've graduated it won't be very (laughs) adult-like for you to just quit six months six weeks in to be like oh i want to go into pr try every avenue that's available um, the internships are typically like free in terms of you don't have to bribe or pay someone to get into it um, and just try to figure try to find what feels most like you that you don't have to true you don't have to change yourself to be someone else at work and then go home and be your true self so something that that best suits you and go to ccny A lot of people went there, worked here. It's an amazing school. Like, the best. Undisputed. (laughs) Agreed. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree.
0: All right. Are you ready for the final two questions? No. By the way, this is like the closest I've ever sat to someone while interviewing them. Really?
1: They're always like
0: back there? I keep my distance.
1: Why? Are you scared of them?
0: A little bit. Chad. (laughs) Chad was the furthest one away. Oh, my God. (laughs) I gave him his own microphone. For volume reasons. Chad's
1: really loud, so you can definitely, like... Yeah. You could have shared you understand. one.
0: understand. But got it. Miss you, you Chad. Sound. All right. First question. How would you
1: define creativity? This one's hard. Actually, you sent me the two questions ahead of time. And yeah. I still don't have an answer to the two questions. Mm. Um, creativity is being able to see yourself in the art. Or music or the poetry or hearing it and just being moved um it's imagining yourself in like a situation it's remember i don't know it's like remembering the first time you heard a song or like this is how i felt because the artwork or the or the music or the commercials was creative and it made sense to you so creativity is like remembering where I was when I first heard or saw something and then imagining myself in it. That's cool. That's deep.
0: That's a cool I take on it. You yeah. can be philosophical from time to time. <laughs> I should interview you. Nope. Second question. <laughs> what do
1: you want to pass on to the next generation? For one, like I want to I don't want to move back to Kenya now, but like, I want to set up, like, a boot camp. That's my goal at some point in life, to set up a, a boot camp. Because, A, we live in New York where it's the capital of, like, creativity and, like, greatness. And I feel like I can share what I've learned in the industry with up-and-coming people back home or even up-and-coming people here. um, But I want to make sure that, as a woman, one – as a woman of color and as uh, an immigrant in in the diaspora, that when you walk into the room, you feel like you belong there. So more of us, more women, more women of color, more immigrant women in a room, or even men, um, but just to feel like you belong. Because sometimes you get drowned out where you feel like, I don't belong in this room. So getting more people to feel like they didn't just by luck fall in that room, but your capabilities and what you bring to the table or what earned you a spot here. So if I can do that for the next generation, whether it's through mentorship or through, um, I don't know, helping, volunteering and making sure that like little girls are inspired oh, by going to schools and talking to people like you can do this. And there are different avenues once you're in there to navigate up and down. So that's what I would want to leave for the next generation.
0: Yes, ma'am. It starts right here on this podcast. You know it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And you've done that before. You've been on panels that speak to interns that come through here. and I so, even spoke to kids. Cool. I'm like, oh, my God, look. You <laughs> can do this. You can and you will. And you will. You said it. And I believe you. Because you said it. I believe in you because Susan said it. Oh
1: my god, stop.
0: Okay, we will. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.